They are. So you can look at a five-year fix of 174, a variable at 163. It's the lowest, historically, the lowest it's ever been in the history of Canada. Woo! That's some heavy, heavy stuff. The lowest rate of mortgages ever in the history of Canada. And with that, I bring on in this episode, talking about mortgages with Kishore, one of the main mortgage brokers from the CIBC branch at a square one. He helped me get a mortgage. He's a great friend of the podcast and a very good professional. On this episode, we talk about all news mortgages, tips for clients with bad credit, how to get a good mortgage from a bank, uh, things you need to think about, and all kinds of fun facts. Hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast and welcome to the Duke Pod again. Also put your hand up if your babies or kids make an appearance during your meetings. Because that does happen in this podcast sometime, as we're all working from home, trying to survive the year. <laughs> Enjoy. It's been busy. The market's crazy, right? It's That's yeah, good, right? There's, yeah. There's there's talks of rates going up, so a lot of people are flocking in, getting their pre-approvals, flocking in their rates. The Pfizer vaccine news has sent has sent the market into a frenzy. The bond yield curve is finally going looking upwards, right? Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, the rates are slowly. Well, everyone can see that it's going to start creeping up. Yeah, so you think this is only short-lived, right? Because they are, like, ridiculously low right now. Obviously, I want to hear about how the the year's been like for you, considering COVID and everything in your business. But why don't you introduce us yourself first? Hi, my name is Kishore Nagarajan. I'm a mortgage advisor at CIBC. I've been here about 11 years uh, doing this role, right? And, and yeah, to add to... To answer your questions, the beginning of the year in March, you know, I honestly thought we were, I wouldn't be hitting my target for this year. The year looked bleak. Everything was negative, right? But by April, May, we saw momentum picking up, and it picked up so fast and so strong that we exceeded targets. We 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 actually went forty percent over what we thought we would do. We would do for this year. We had projected for this year, right? That's how crazy things got. And this is primarily a function of two things. Historically low. Oh, thank you. Primary function of two things, historically low rates and the need for space. Being cooped up in an apartment, two working professionals with raising their kids, it's not possible anymore, right? So everyone, there's a flight. So everyone left condos. And this is just my general observation. It's not, it's not a fact for the bankers, right? Everyone moved away from condos, further away. You're working from home. And they bought places, uh, freeholds, places with a backyard, basement, and, you know, and enough room for more and everyone in the family. So that that has led to where we are today, which is which is seller's market, very low inventory, anything on the market from not even Ancaster. Like right now, like new Tecumseh has become like these destinations are so far out. Niagara, uh, Kitchener, Cambridge, everything is on fire. Yeah, I I, ha- I feel the same way uh, with my sales. Uh, a lot of people are wanting to go out, and people don't really care about distance that much anymore. It's it's a it's a, working it's from a crazy home, trend. Right? Yeah, you're working from home, and so far I've had such crazy clients. I had clients of mine move to Hawaii because they're working from home. I had clients move to New Zealand. Like everyone, it's it's kind of really cool how how people have how far people have moved. So you had a client move to Hawaii, like they're just like, we're going to sell our just, house and then just no, move no. there? So they, they just have to wake up three hours early every day, right? Oh, I and see. And they're like, 
and they're like, you know what? I don't want to be cooped up in the winter, being depressed in the lockdown, right? I rather. So they moved. They went to Hawaii. They rented a place, and and yeah, they're gonna be there till this thing finishes. I'm not gonna mention Hawaii too loudly because my wife's not that far, and there was a trip that I <laughs> I, I forced us to go to Chile, which was great, but she really wanted Hawaii, and now we can't okay. travel, so. I don't want her to yell. Hawaii's <laughs> great. Me, my, me, me and my wife went last. Now they have a direct flight from Toronto to Honolulu, ten hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that, okay. So you've been Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, Is... top top ten destinations. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I'll look yeah. for. I'll look forward to it. Uh, one day, uh, whenever we can travel again. I was actually there was a travel advisor, like travel agent that I met last week in a networking group. Uh-huh. I'm meaning to talk to her, asking her what's her stance on travel these days. Because my wife really wants to go, and I don't think it's a good idea. But so, so there's a lot of shortcuts people have been implementing in travel. Okay, so apparently you can land in Alberta, and they have rapid testing. Oh, really? And they ra- and they rapid test you, they clear you, right? And you take a domestic flight from, uh, you know, Edmonton back to Toronto. Okay, so you're like a mortgage specialist, and you have a minor. No, no, no. This, this this idea was this idea was planted into my head because I had someone, and he just traveled, and I'm like, "Why are you out already?" He's like, "Oh, don't worry, I I I got cleared by rapid testing," and then they told me this thing. Wow, yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, okay, I didn't think of that. I mean, that's the, the world we live in is fascinating, but like so many people have so many answers to things right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good to know you you know that stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I so you wanted to know what is how to best prepare to get a good mortgage. I think you. Yeah. So I have a bunch of questions for you. To be honest, yeah. like some of them, I think are. Um, General, some people may want to know a certain question uh, okay. related to their mortgage, some things that come up in my business, right? But yeah. um, so in terms of mortgages, uh, the banks are generally considered to be A lenders. They're always A lenders. So any major banks, uh, you have to have salary or you have to have most of your uh, reasonable credit to and all kinds of things, these major factors. What are the major factors that people need to have to qualify for the bank? So loans are primarily income tested. They're not asset tested, right? And a good, a good rule of thumb to kind of do a quick math on what you qualify for is the bank lends you anywhere between four to five times your income minus your existing liabilities, right? So let's say, you know, husband and wife make a hundred thousand together, right? And they have $30,000 worth of student loan. So you multiply you know, 100 by five, that's 500 minus the 30 in the student loan. So you'll be eligible for about 470 to borrow, right? Now, this is only the case if you're putting 20% down or more. Yeah. If you're putting less than 20% down, this becomes four to four and a half times your income. Okay, so right? it, so they just you just get a little bit less borrowing power. Correct. And okay. that's a function of amortization. If you put 20% or more, you're eligible to amortize over 30 years which helps you borrow more. But when you put less than 20%, then you're restricted to a 25-year amortization. Okay, cool. Uh, one of the things that you said earlier is that you think that rates are going to go up. Why do you think that's the case? Because see, part of the reason that drove the rates down is the bond yield. So you, people have to understand mortgage rates are a function of the bond yield, right? And yes, Can you explain that rate, to us a little bit? So uh, mortgage rates is banks 
buy, sell out bonds in the market, right? Take that money and give out his mortgages. Right. Okay. Uh, and so it's the rate that the market wants to buy or return. How do I explain it to to so that a layman can understand it? So I'll, I'll simplify <laughs> the it even audience. more. Yes. I'll simplify it even more. So the overnight lending rate, which is a, which is a, which is a, which is the bank of Canada sets, right? This is the money that the banks can borrow from each other, right? This has an impact on the prime rate. When I say prime rate today, the prime rate is 2.45%, right? All variable rates are tied to the prime rate. Now prime rate is, uh, so prime rate depends on the bank of Canada's overnight lending rate. Fixed rates on the other hand are a function of the bond markets, right? So when we were, when everything was doom and gloom and the yields in the bond market was going down, rates were coming down along with it, right? But now with this positive news and, you know, there's a change in the U.S. leadership. So perception of the market has changed. Is right? that considered positive news as well, that Trump is out of office? <laughs> <laughs> well, the market thinks so. So I don't know. Right. Okay. And, and so now it's looking upwards. So. Again, guys, you got to understand, you know, we become so one point right now. I said the five-year fix of 174, even if it goes to 184, even if it goes to 2%, that is still a killer deal. Yeah. Right. When I first started this job 11 years ago, the average five-year fix was 699. People didn't care. Right. And they still got mortgages and they still bought homes. Right. Right. And so, and so that didn't, that, so in, in the grand, scheme of things if you take a look at the macro macro view of it two percent or even even low twos is a great mortgage rate no it was uh i actually renewed a few months ago for two percent um and i was like fist pumping with my wife and high-fiving <laughs> and now it's 1.74 ah! but still i'm like you know what i'm not too disappointed right like it's two percent come on i thought we had you it like wrong. five you years ago at wrong. 2.9 or something like that and um you thought that was good uh so th that kind of brings me to another question i had a client actually call me the other day and they have like i think 10 months left on their okay. current mortgage and okay. let's say it's at like 2.9 what do you recommend okay. for people that are coming up for renewal and so how look, does that work tough, so when the mortgage product you go into is a function of two things your risk tolerance right and your perception, your risk tolerance and perception of the economy. So they'll go, they go hand in hand and your intention to sell, right? So keep in mind, you know, mortgage, mortgages have penalties. So if you, if you think you're going to sell in the next one or two years, but you don't know if you're going to be upgrading or downsizing or if that thought is just lingering in your head, then I'd say take a variable, right? Because variable, variable has the lowest penalty. Yes, you can port your mortgage or but when you're porting your mortgage, you're kind of confined to the terms set by the bank. You can only port it. When I say porting, let me clarify for a lot of people. To circumvent paying a penalty to the bank because you're breaking your mortgage, you can, one can port their mortgage. What a port means, uh, I'll take this mortgage from this property to a new property. Only the security changes, but the remaining terms and, terms and conditions of the mortgage stay the same, right? And therefore, you don't have to pay a penalty. They don't, therefore, you don't have to pay a penalty, but you have to make this port in about 90 days. So that's the window they give you. So sometimes, you know, that puts you in a difficult position because sometimes people want to sell and rent for a bit and then buy, or sometimes they want to, you know, they want to find wait till they find the right place, or sometimes they want to buy first and then sell later down, down the road, right? So if, if there's, there's, if there's, 
if there's desire to sell your property or move or something, then I would say renew into a variable, right? However, if you could tell with conviction, hey, listen, I'm going to live here for the next five to 10 years, then a fix might be better suited for you. Uh, to break a variable mortgage, it's normally just three months interest, right? Three months interest portion of your payments, but the interest is calculated at prime. Okay. So it's like slightly higher. Correct. Okay. So, but as opposed yeah. to uh, fixed, fixed, which is like, if you broke it, you would owe the remainder interest on the whole term. No. So I'll clarify that you, you owe the differential on the interest posted rates. And then so fixed rates. So that when you get a fixed rate, it's called a fixed closed. Why is it called fixed closed? Cause you're entering into a closed contract, right? right? You tell the bank, Hey, listen, you have five years worth of my business going forward. Right? So I give you a fixed closed term for five years. So I give you a discount of what's called the posted rate. Think of the posted rate as, as a un is, is basically the full price of, a, of that mortgage. Okay. But you're only getting a discount because you're entering into a five-year contract with me. For example, the posted five-year rate today is 479, but you're not paying 479. You're paying 174, right? right. So you get that 3% discount because you're telling me, Hey, listen, I'm guaranteeing you my business for the next five years. Okay. So that's the, so let's say you want to break your mortgage in two years. So, which means you have three years left on your contract. Okay. So we take the three year posted rate prevailing at that time. Okay. Let's say in 2022, the three year posted rate is 3.5%. Okay. So they take this 4.79. Minus that 3.5 prevailing then, take that differential, that's about 2.29%, no, 1.29%, and they apply it to the remainder of your loan amount for the remainder of the time. It's normally a lot, like, I, it's quite a hefty bill normally, It's steep, normally, it's steep. Right? yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely more steep, and especially it's, it's because of the posted rates have fallen so much, right? Uh, so that's why I would strongly recommend if you have intention of selling, then variable. So at least to my second point, right? Also said risk tolerance and perception of the economy, right? So if you are risk, historically speaking, the variable rate has always been in the fixed rate. Okay. Right. If you look at the last 35, 40 years since the availability of the variable rate product, variable rates always been in the fixed rate. But that's because, you know, those who took the risk, they got the reward, Right. People take the fixed rate for that peace of mind. I give you 174 and tell you, hey, Phil, come hell or high water for the next five years, your payments are not going to change. And this is your thing. You like that peace of mind, right? Whereas if you take a variable today, you get it at 1.6%. And yes, it can go down to 1.5 or 1.4, but can also go up, right? So it's not for everyone. So you got to have that openness to, you got to have that tolerance to take risk. Yeah. So do you always ask people when they come into the office, Hey, are you a risk taker? <laughs> I do. I do. I ask them, are you risk averse? Or are you risk tolerant? Are you open to taking calculated yeah. risk? Right. And it's, 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 it varies by age and it varies by what stage in life you're in. Right. Yeah. That's a good way of explaining it. So, so yeah, so those are that, that answer. So if you, if you, the fixed right now, also remember right now, I think a fixed rate is a better bet. Okay. Reason being is, the, the, the difference between fixed and variable is so small, right? So it's only like 1.6 versus 1.74. That's 14 basis points, right? Prime jumps in increments of 25 basis points. Again, that's not guaranteed, but that's just a historically, that's what's happened, right? Right. You're not even insulated from one jump. Even if prime jumps up once, your rate's going to be higher than the corresponding fixed rate that you could have had. 
So you're a big fixed fan because I'm a big fixed fan. Uh, I believe in that. Even though I've traditionally been a risk taker my whole life. Um, okay. Hence in point, I once got a property without getting a mortgage yet and <laughs> <laughs> with you, <laughs> but, um, but it worked out okay. Uh, but yeah, I've been always been a fixed fan. Um, and I gotta tell you from my experience though, but fixed, I think uh, is it, it can be a good idea if you don't know which one you prefer, especially with the low rates. But I have also seen like, for example, I sold the house like five years ago to a family that got themselves in a lot of trouble with debt and they had a $20,000 okay. bill to pay off for breaking that fixed mortgage. Yep. And, and that's so that's basically so if, if someone is looking to upgrade their home, a couple of them, they, they get a pre-approval, they call their lender, they get what's called a discharge inquiry, right? So discharge inquiry will tell you what your penalty is, when it's going to go up in the next stage, right? When the posted rates uh, will change. And so those are factors that they need to take into consideration. For sure. When people break uh, their mortgages, um, how, do you see, have you seen like what kind of bills the bank is giving these people to break their mortgages? Have you ever seen them? What do you mean? Like, have you, what's the highest bill you've ever seen someone have? The to be highest charged? penalty? I've I, 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 I seen someone who had to pay over $70,000 in a penalty. <laughs> right that's like a down and, and payment for a it's, house it's, it's it sucks because exactly and, and it's, it's it's sad because it's it's, it's not a, you know they didn't have to sell because they wanted to sell right because of what everything is happening you know and so they were forced to sell so that's that adds to that adds to no that's that's life man i mean i've helped uh numerous people that are well you know they're divorcing sell their homes and like uh, that's a major component. Sometimes people get in debt trouble. Sometimes other things happen and you just got to sell and then you just hope that it's a good time or not. But yeah, uh, I mean, some things are unpredictable, but I guess if you're in a rock. The silver lining here is no one's lost money on real estate in Ontario yet. Right. For the most part. Although I did see a TikTok video of yesterday, some guy posting that (laughs) these guys bought a condo for 765 to a, 2018 downtown okay. and they saw for 700 this month so condos downtown they're hurting <laughs> because again because the need to the proximity to close to work is no longer a requirement right but i think it's also the uh the airbnb rules Airbnb, yeah but you know what airbnb wasn't was a big player but i don't think they were that big of a player right because you can't airbnb it fine you rent it out for a long-term tenant for a year right uh but yeah. Well, think no, but think about it like this though, because uh, you you're an investor, right? And you know you know yourself working in the bank that people are over leveraging themselves with mortgages, correct? And correct. other aspects of their lives, other investments, and then all of a sudden Airbnb changed the rules that has to be your primary residence. So now there's an influx of condos for lease. Yeah. And some yeah. of those people will have to sell, and even if there's 10% more um, more inventory on the market. Uh, with the same amount of demand, that's going to soften prices, right? So that's that's what yeah. I. I'm not a downtown agent, but I know people that are. So um, that's what I hear. The what? So in my experience, has been different. So the most of the people that are hurting, I see that is because there's a big flight. A lot of young professionals, especially those who are living two units, two person per unit, right? Let's say you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, living in a condo, working downtown, right? Yeah, they can't work down. They can't both can't work from home in a small space like six, seven hundred square feet, right? And so I, what I noticed this whole year was a lot of them leaving to bigger places. 
Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> 600s. You know, there are 350 square feet uh, yeah. units that they're selling now. So 600 square feet is like a luxury for some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, so to, to add to that point, banks don't finance anything under 550 square feet. Yeah. Okay. Unless the only times they do it is if it's downtown, if it is in a good building. But a lot of times, so just in, for anyone's watching, if the square footage is less than 550, be careful. Okay, so that means that you might have to get uh, a non-traditional mortgage if you buy a smaller unit in an unconventional area. Like, Correct, if, you... if it's unconventional space, like, you know, so it's too tiny, like in this case, we call it micro condos, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's less than 550 square feet, it, there is a challenge financing it. I did actually teach my son the Polish word for Smurfs the other day, which is Krasnoludki like okay. small, kind of small people. So you keep saying that a lot. So it's, I kind okay. of think of that as a good way of thinking of these <laughs> micro condos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's, I actually didn't know that. Uh, Cause like, okay. I actually bought a, a, a condo last year for, from okay. uh, Waterdown. It's a uh, 500 and I think 60 square feet. So I just nailed it. Okay. That's, that's the okay. risk taker in me, even though I'm a fixed variable guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, no. I have a few other uh, questions for you. So, yes. um, so we talked about where we think this is going. Now, one of the components, a lot of people I meet, um, eventually a lot of people have to fix their credit. Like it's just okay. uh, something happened. Uh, even I sent you a client this year and then you said she needs to fix her credit. I actually yeah. should follow up with her soon. Um, and what do you rec what do you tell people that have subpar credit? Like what what kind of advice do you give them that they can improve their credit? All right. So not my number one advice is there's no quick fix to this. There's no secrets. You know, a lot of time people get lured in by these forum posts and on the internet, like you know, someone quick fixes the credit score, right? It's not. The algorithm does not have any provisions for quick fix. But what it does have is the steps that you take. As you take it within six months, you could you could see a difference, right? Right. The number one step you could take is pay off any outstanding collections, right? The number one thing that holds back a lot of people's credit from moving up is you know they're in dispute with some person, let's say Bell or Rogers, right? And as a matter of principle, they try to you know stand their ground and say I'm not paying that because they wronged me and you know they misled me into doing X Y Z, right? That yeah. is not going anywhere clear it clear it in protest paid in protest and then then go uh fight it right i know it might sound like a losing battle and i've already paid them they already got their money you know what am i fighting right what you're losing is way more precious than that two three hundred dollars that's in collection you're losing your credit score so if your score goes below 640 most banks won't deal with you right so anywhere over 720 is considered good and and anything between 680 to 720 is considered fair okay and the banks will not finance anyone under 680 640 640 See, is the cutoff. yeah yeah what about if uh one person has like let's say 550 and the other person has like 850 credit score it doesn't so it doesn't work that way so if you have less than five if you have less than 640 the person is not adding any strength to the application right all their weaknesses will be brought to the application but they won't we won't consider their income right we won't consider their assets and and 
the person that has the 850 score will only consider their income and their assets. Maybe this should be like a category when you're looking for like a wife on match.com. Like, <laughs> <Credit> score, <laughs> or like, uh, you know, uh, someone's looking for a husband. They're like, credit score of six forty or higher, please, so you can give strength to our mortgage application. <laughs> Not bring any cons. I know. But uh, I but just so, thought of that. So, There's yeah. some dating app is going to come up with that million dollar idea one day. <laughs> I know. I know. Not TikTok, because I don't think it produces a lot of marriages. But I don't know. No. <laughs> I've been married for far too long to know what that's all about. But yeah. Okay. Any other things besides paying off, uh, like so number that's like, paying off your collections and then 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 close the small store cards. Don't leave a million store cards open, right? You know, one of the one of the bigger reasons people open a Bay card or a Best Buy card just because they say, you know what, I'll give you a ten percent discount if you open this card, and they forget about it, or you know, the person setting up the card has the address incorrect, right? You know, limit, you know, limit the number of cards you have open, right? These store cards don't help you build your credit up. They they can only bring you down if you miss a payment, right. right? So trades with the bank. So I'll explain a little bit. So when you open a store card or anything, when it's not income tested and they just give it to you on the spot, right? We know you didn't get that credit card by your merit or your thing. So they don't, a lot of lenders don't look at those as something that demonstrates your credibility or credit worthiness, right? Yeah bank credit cards where they do a full check, they do an employment check and all this and give you a credit card, that adds to your credit worthiness. Okay, so only ones that like, uh, that generally are like well-known or check your credit, there's like an application that you actually have to go through. That will actually, could help your credit as a credit card, Correct. right? So mostly so it boils down to, you know, if you get it from big banks or, you know, prime A lenders, those credit cards help. The remaining just kind of bring you down if you mess up. So it's almost like, you know, that only helps you. I mean, doesn't help you and will bring your score down should you miss a payment. So I, I okay. So I want to ask you uh, the same kind of idea, but for someone that's like new to the country, I know we're probably not okay. going to get too many immigrants this year. I, I read a study that Canada has already agreed in principle to uh, take on 1.2 million immigrants over the next three years. Holy yeah i don't know if you knew that um i should just leave my rental properties vacant because when they come in at one point they they'll need to rent yeah exactly no problem uh, <laughs> and you can't you can't uh increase the uh the rents this year right so you can yeah. wait till next year yeah. hopefully um yeah. but that's that's not that's a that's a like a that's not really a problem it's a good problem to have um, so if there's someone that's coming in new to the country and they obviously want to build their credit what should they do? Open a bank credit card. Avoid, you know, open a credit card with the bank. Avoid opening too many credit cards, right? Uh, so just one, like one good CIBC? One, one credit card, a line of credit if you qualify for it. And most banks have provision for newcomers. They'll get about five to 10,000 right away, right? Right. And then, and, 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 you know, be, and make sure put an auto payment on it. And most people don't. It's a very simple option. When you get a credit card, you can you can toggle to make the minimum payment automatically, right? This is something everyone should be doing. Okay. So just make the minimum payment. Oh, I see. Uh, I mean, it's better if you just pay it in full automatically. But... You pay it in full, but at least let the minimum payment go out automatically should you forget, yeah. right? 
so you don't get dinged for missed payment. That's an easy. That's an easy thing to uh, to set up on your bank. So that's that's a great suggestion, actually. Right. So and that's it. So and 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 the one the bigger challenge, bigger mistake a lot of newcomers make is you know they don't understand that if you go to 10 different places and 10 different people check your credit, you actually end up losing points, right? And the yeah. idea behind that is the algorithm thinks that everyone's declining you and you're, and, you're, and you know, you're going to different places and looking for credit, right? It's got the provision for you to shop around with one or two lenders, so one or two checks, right? But not 10. That's actually, you know what? That brings me to a question I didn't think about to ask you. Um, what if someone is trying to shop around for the best mortgage for them what's the best way to go about doing it just call and ask look a lot of you don't need to do a credit check for someone to offer you the best rate okay right. a lot of times you know <clears throat> it's it's yeah just call and ask and, and 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 tell them look i don't consent to a credit check just let me know what your best rate is right and that way you will you know, you could get all the rates and then you could figure out which lender you want to go with and go to them directly. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Cause a lot of people do get themselves a little bit, you know, too many applications, this and there. And Correct. that. Um, what about if someone has like a, like if they feel like they got poor credit, they're challenging. You just recommend that if they, they have too many like um, potentially red flags, they just try to work with a mortgage broker instead of the bank. Yes and no. It depends how far out and what the issue is, right? Uh, let's say your score is 620. Remember I told you we need 640? Let's say your score is 620, right? Yes. In that case, I would say, you know what? Give it three to six months. You do the right things. You you know, you can come to a bank, right? But let's say, you know what? You just, you, you went through a separation or a life event happened and you've lost your job and, and, and you know, your score is ruined and you're down to 550, but you're, you know, you got your stuff, you got your life together and you can buy it. Then, then go with the B lender, right? Just get it done, right? Just get it done. So it, it, it all depends on how, how close you are or how far you are. Yeah. In a lot of these situations, like traditionally, especially the last two, three years, uh, the B lenders. So when we talk about a, you know, you guys were talking about, fixed rates at 1.74 and such, but B yeah. rates, what are those like? So, okay. So B lending rates is, is also, it's tiered. Okay. B lending is not like the bank, a bank, you know, if you qualify for a bank, I can give you this rate. That's not how B lenders work. B lenders is risk and reward relationship, right? If you are like an A minus client where the bank is just, you're just a hair below what the bank would accept. A B lender will give you a great rate, right? Okay. But if you are, like I said, in this other example where you have 550 score, the B lender is then going to assess the file and see how much risk it presents and give you a rate based on that, right? So that's why that's where their model differs. So there's no one B rate for everyone. But I would say on average, you can get a decent B rate at 2.99% right now. 2.99? That's fixed, yeah. right? Fixed. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Again, this is like a proper B client, right? I'm okay. not talking about, you know. What are like the major, uh, what are like one or two criteria that you see in someone's application or they tell you and then, and then they, those are the main criteria that you're like, oh yeah, you know what? You should go with the B side. So one would be credit, income and credit. So if your income's a little off or maybe if you're self-employed? Correct. 
Okay. Or if, if your credit is just, a bit, yeah. Or if your credit is like below that 640 mark. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty reasonable because it wasn't it like just two years, two, three years ago that B rates were like 4.5% for a yeah, while. Yeah, because see, that's because again, it's it's one right now, B lenders, B lenders aren't, how do I put it? B lenders, the bond deals have fallen down. B lenders can't find, their risk appetite also changed a lot, right? So they won't lend to you if, you, if there's income disruption due to COVID and all that stuff, right? Right. So it's been more challenging for, you know, B lenders to find good clients to lend to. And when they do, that's why they're kind of enticing them with the rate. Oh, I see. So they've been kind of uh, softening up at least uh, their rates, right? To, to get more clients. Correct. Okay. That's good to know for people that could uh, suffer from a couple of these criteria that won't get them a mortgage from the bank, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I know you mentioned uh, <laughs> the quarantine. Um, I, I'm gonna what I'm gonna ask you. Um, are you looking forward to the next quarantine? <laughs> you know what? If what history's taught me, if there's a quarantine, it's 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 it just creates a huge bubble, right? Not a bubble. Bubble is not the right word. It creates huge shortage of. Uh, it creates huge demand, right? And when that lockdown releases things just go, things just starts to fly, right? Yeah, people want bananas so, when they're allowed out again. Yeah, and not only that, it's, 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 it's a function of like, you know, I, uh, you can't buy boats anymore. Boats are in back order. Luxury cars are in back order, right? Cottages, cottage market has seen a tremendous growth this, this year. Oh, right? it's nuts. I actually have a client looking for a cottage. He wanted to put in an offer 75,000 over asking for a fixer upper, yeah. 500,000. And those people got a preemptive offer of 805, 305,000 wow. over asking. That was two weeks ago. Um, wow. Yeah. So that guy's praying that he gets one. And I'm not sure if that's possible. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, do you want to tell us any of your stories? Uh, like, I'm sure you have some of your favorite client stories. Uh, anything you want to share with us or have a laugh or just tell us about your. I mean, the problem with stories is bank stories are very boring, Phil. <laughs> yeah, but, but you must I have would, some if fun I, if ones. I would, if I were to share one, if I were to share one, I would, this is, it's again a cottage story, right? Uh, it's, 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 I had a client buy a cottage in Muskoka last summer for two and a half million, right? And, and, and not bad. This, this year, his neighbor knocks or there was some person just walked up to his door, knocked and said, if you move by Christmas, I will give you, we'll leave your furniture and everything. I want you to move within a week or two. I'll give you $4 million worth. So I just, I wouldn't mind that person knocking at my door. <laughs> so it, 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 it's, it's so crazy out there. It's, it's even if it go, if people think if a property goes on the market in, in cottage countries, it's impossible because there's always a bidder that's more hungrier and, and more frustrated than you are, right? That yeah. they'll pay over asking like your client. Yeah. So my client was, you know, he thought this guy was a scam artist and he was trying to fool him and all this stuff. Right. Cause think about it. It's, you know, you, we don't think it's your lucky day when someone knocks your door and says, I'll pay you a million and a half and, you know, extra over what you paid last year. And, 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 and yeah, so I don't know how it ended up playing out and I never followed up, but yeah. Yeah. Do you think, well, I mean, it just depends, right? I mean, if you're buying a cottage, I feel like if you buy a cottage, you want to enjoy it for like 20, 30 years. Right. 
it's a legacy thing, right? You pass it on to your family and, 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 and it's, it's, yeah, it's a lifestyle decision, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Awesome. So I don't have any more questions. Do you want to, do you have anything else to add? Not really. I mean, only thing I could, I could add to anyone watching, right? If you are on the brink of thinking of buying something, I'd say just contact your lender, get a pre-approval going, right? Because again, these are historical low rates and you have nothing to lose. It's just like insurance. How long is the pre-approval valid for these days? 120 days. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sounds awesome. good. Thanks a lot for, right, sure, for your time. No problem. You look great in that tie, no by the way. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I see your son running around in the back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just my, uh, my three month old daughter right now. So she made oh, an okay, appearance okay. there. Yeah. But my okay. office just sent an email the other day that they're like pretty much shut down now again. So okay. this is my office again. <laughs> okay. Okay. All I think right, like well, your kids trying to put on like a jewel crush or something while you're. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. All right. Thanks, Kishore. Uh, okay. All righty.